0: Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What is up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan. And today we're here with Shay Wheat. I am so excited to have her here. This is actually an interview that came out of nowhere. Kyle, shout out to you. He just like threw it on my calendar and I'm like what the heck? And I started looking at what Shay's doing and going, we've been needing this on this show. So as most of you probably know, I mean, she's pretty well known, but I mean, this lady is all about using events as an entrepreneur to monetize, scale, upsell, and like 5,000 other things. So I'm excited because she's basically like the event version of me. You know, you guys all know this. My response to any marketing related question is, you should have podcasts, right? Say it to everybody. She says the exact same thing about events. So I love it. So Shay, say what's up to everybody and we'll hop in.
1: What's up, everybody? I'm excited to be here and kind of throw you a loop just kind of showing up on your calendar. What fun.
0: (laughs) It was glorious. When that happens, I know it's a good guest and I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't miss this one. So I want to throw this out there just as kind of a a explanation. So, Mm -hmm. you know, most of our listeners here, they've done quite well in their business. You know, they've figured out product market fit. They've said, okay, we're, we're getting a decent amount of sales You know, we're almost at a million in sales. How do I scale? What's the next step, right? And mm-hmm. you would say events. And I'm curious as to how, why, where, what, all of that. So I'll just shut up now and let you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I absolutely would say events. There's actually like five phases of event leverage. And, you know, like you were saying, your audience is not in phase one, two, three, maybe even not even four. They've skipped through it and they're at the point where they're at phase five. And this is leverage, this is where you are staying in your zone of genius. You're continuing to grow your client base. You've accomplished this by delegating things to your team. And you're now looking at systems and structure to leverage your time. That's where it comes into events, right? Because we're looking to create especially three-day sales and enrollment events to create a community of raving fans and also offer your high-ticket programs in a one-to-many model. And that is the leveraging and scaling part of events that is my specialty. That's the niche that we play in every single day to the point where we've got clients just a few months ago at a client that ended up generating $2.1 million in her three-day sales and enrollment event.
0: Jeez. I'm kind of curious. What was the price point on that? On that that
1: one was a $20,000 offer,
0: Yes, which is did. funny yeah.
1: because she came to me originally going, Um, I want to do this three day event, but I want to do an offer into, I think it was probably around $5,000. And I looked at her and went, that doesn't quite make sense. Why are we selling into a two month program when we're spending so much time and energy and effort into building this amazing event? You need to be selling into a year long program. So we actually supported her in helping to create and craft a year-long program that she ended up offering $20,000 from the stage. And yeah, wow. $2.1 million later.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she's and, like, and I'm sold. I'm a total cool <laughs> math nerd, but I had to check my math because I'm like, I'm going to sound like an idiot if I say the wrong number. So that was over a hundred sales, right? At oh. 20,000. Most people, that's like their dream in their lifetime to make a hundred sales, right? Yes. How many people came to the event? I'm just curious.
1: Uh, we had just under uh, 1,500.
0: Wow. Now she
1: had spent years building her community and selling these smaller, low ticket items into like a seven week course, right? right? Rinse and repeat, seven week course, and then would do these like offshoot kind of programs. And what we did instead of doing all these offshoots, we took those programs and packaged it into one. Yeah. Right. And so it just made more sense. It's like, if you want to go this route or this route, here's what you need to do. And it's all in one package. Yeah. So it, and, it helped streamline what their team was doing too.
0: Oh, I'm sure. see, it, what's so fascinating to me about selling from stage like this and being able to close, like you said, the one to many model mm-hmm. is that when most people do it, they're doing a really low ticket offer, right? They're doing a thousand or three thousand dollars after days and days of being at an event. And I'm like, you've got me, you could have sold me on 50 grand and I probably would have paid you, but right. I'd buy their $3,000 program anyways. Right. I, and yeah. maybe it's because I'm a hyper buyer. Like I I'm way easily sold, but <laughs> the, uh, Shay's over here going, take note of that. Right. And <laughs> Josh needs that an event and sold.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Um. So, you know, I look at that and say, okay, what are some of these offers that they can be upselling? Right. Because you, you mentioned you kind of clumped everything together, but Was it a coaching program? Was it a done for you service or would Mm -hmm. you sell those differently? I'm I'm just kind of curious.
1: I've seen both. So this particular one, we ended up taking a couple of their offshoot programs and putting them together. So they had like a coaching route and then they had a facilitator route and then they had like some implementation and how to be a leader of leaders. And we ended up crafting it in a way so it all fit together. So it had a little bit of the the book work as well as the experiential. And she also has a team of coaches that's included as a part of that program.
0: Hmm. See, that's cool. And I'm curious because this isn't your first offer. I mean, you've done dozens of these at this point, right? And I'm probably like way undershooting that, but but you've you've done a lot of these different offers and the way that you're structuring them. You, know, you kind of mentioned to me, if it's a one-day event, you should be doing $4,000, right? Something less than $4,000. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And then you can probably explain the rest of the numbers better, but I'm curious the breakdown of that and why yeah. it's that way.
1: Yeah. So we're utilizing a three-day or a one-day sales and enrollment event as an opportunity to fill your programs, right? So we bring people in, whether they're cold market or they're already a part of your audience into showing them the next best step. And we also, let me back up a little bit. In every single event we do, there has to be a event promise. Absolutely has to be an event promise. So whether or not they do business with you, they walk away with X, Y, and Z. Okay. That's how you're adding value to your audience. You get them started. And then we also know that a percentage of the audience will always say yes to that next step. They're saying yes to the accountability. They're saying, yes, I need you to show me the way so I don't freaking F it up like everybody else has done it. Right. right? And they want that handholding opportunity. They want that community that you're going to be offering to be in a space where you can bounce stuff off of other people. So you have your event promise. And then once you're in your event promise, you're going to want to craft the run of show in a way that is going from hi, nice to meet you to this is your next step. And when you do a hi, nice to meet you in a one day and you end up offering a $10,000 program, they go, wait, wait, you're going nice to meet you. Let's get married. Right. <laughs> There's no dating in there. And so that's part of the reason why we do a lower ticket item on your one day and we do a higher ticket item on your three-day event because you're spending much more time together. You're getting to showcase what it is that you're doing. You get to have them engage with you. Engagement is absolutely, that is the new currency. Experience and engagement is the new currency, whether it is a virtual live event or it's an in-person event. You must have engagement Um, and not only engagement with you, but engagement with each other. Cause everybody's yeah. lacking community right now.
0: Yeah. I would agree with that entirely. And I love that last point because, you know, I've gone to a lot of events mm-hmm. and I can be really talkative on camera and with one person, but I go to events and I'm the guy who hides in the corner, you know? And I'm like, I just wish they would create an opportunity for me to meet even the person next to me without feeling like an idiot. You know, mm-hmm. I, I always try to do that, meet the next two people next to me. But if they're like, yep, that's my name. Nice to meet you. And it, <laughs> it like throws me off so bad. So, but then you go speak at these events, and everybody's like, oh my gosh, I want to talk to you. Right. And th- that's always <laughs> fun to be a speaker. Yeah. But you can't always be the speaker. A mob. So, <laughs> right. Exactly. So, you know, I look at that and I say, how can you get them to engage in a way that the audience is actually getting that connection? Because mm-hmm. most events don't facilitate mm-hmm.
1: that. Yeah. And we absolutely require it, essentially. Um, of our clients. They have to have engagement. We purposely put it in there. So you teach some content and then you have them do something, whether it's a writing exercise or what have you answering or thought about it. And then you put them into breakout session rooms or you put them into partner shares or whatever the case may be. And then you end up bringing it back to the group as a whole. So it's kind of a a couple of step process here. Teach, teach, have them do something, have them share, and then share as a group. So then we're breaking down that fourth wall. I kind of like to think of events as a movie. So in a movie, you are watching the experience of the person on the screen, right? right. In an event, the only difference is you are the person in the movie you're experiencing it. You're We're breaking down that fourth wall. So we need to kind of come into your space, shake you up a little bit because you're coming for some reason. You're coming for some pain point. You're coming to work on something. You're coming to change something in your world that's not working, whether it's relationships, personal development, business, whatever, finances. And then Once we shake you up, we kind of start putting you back together. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so in three days, I have a lot more time to go through that process and have that arc of the event happening so that you go, I get it. I see the 30,000 foot view and I have the steps. Now I can go and try and do it on my own, or I can pay you to help me go faster.
0: Right. Well, so I'm curious though, is are a lot of the people who are attending these events, are they already followers of the person? Are these like cold contacts where they have to go through the whole sales process? Because I've seen both.
1: Both. Yes. Yeah. So I've had the only time that I've ever really recommended a two day event because normally I do a one day or a three day, right? One or three. The only time I've done a two day event is when it was already a warm market meaning they were already in a program. They would already said yes. And they're looking for the next high level ticket offering. So it was no cold market. So you, you can condense that sales process. And, you know, that works really, really well. She had so much swag. Oh my gosh. But that's a total side note. Um, <laughs> literally, it was a box Jeez. like this big. And it had a note in it that that you open it up. And it's like, I told you not to open this up. You can do hard things. Close the box until it's time to open. (laughs) Super cute. But anyways, one day or three day event is really what I recommend. And you can do it from cold market, either one. And you can also do it with a combination of warm and cold, which I also recommend because then you kind of already have built in salespeople. Can see.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right,
1: <laughs> Testimonials and everybody who's already showing up loving on you being in the community and they just want to keep being a part of it.
0: Right. Yeah. I say like funnel hacking live is a great example of yeah. that. You know, it's like, there are some new people come, but it's usually all the same people and it's more yeah. of a once a yearly meetup. So that's interesting. You know, what's kind of bizarre to me about the event world is that you can put a lot of time and money into getting people into a room and a lot of them run it kind of like a loss leader product where they're not generating any real revenue from it, right? It's either free or it's basically just covering the costs of the venue and, you know, the event planners and whatnot.
1: Production, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. With, what if they suck at selling? (laughs) That's what it comes down to, right?
1: (laughs) Well, I don't think your audience sucks at selling if they're, you know, half (laughs) a million. yes. I think you all are amazing at selling. Josh may not think so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> may yeah, <I> <laughs> uh, Well, yeah. So, I mean, if you've never done an event and you've mainly only done one-on-one and you're looking to move into the one-to-many, there's 17 different types of events that you can be doing out in the space. Right. So to get your feet wet, you might want to look at being a sponsor on other people's stages. So somebody else has the event that you're coming in paying to play and do a one-to-many sell that way to get your feet wet and really get down your offer and doing the one-to-many. So then you're not the one necessarily putting it all together and paying the high ticket for it, but you get to come in and reap some of the benefits and then pay on the back end perhaps You can also look at setting up your own summit and do more of a legion opportunity where you're either selling your ticket. So the summit is to sell a ticket into your event or some type of lower level uh, price point just to kind of learn the muscle of selling one to many to get you to the point where you're feeling comfortable to sell a $20,000 package from the stage.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. I look at, um, (laughs) I don't mean to say that our audience sucks at selling. They obviously know what they're doing, but I look at a lot of people and they think that the skill is going to translate from a one-to-one sale to a stage sale. And it's, it's difficult. Yeah. Having sold from stage, it's a different ball game because you have to read the energy of the room. And if they're not reacting, it's the most awkward thing you'll ever do. Right. Here's my offer the
1: the room and sign up. And it's like cricket,
0: cricket, cricket. Okay. I'll go sign up. See you guys. <laughs> I'm going to pay yeah. myself because I feel like an idiot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, uh, I'm curious with what you guys do. Do you help with that at all? As far as, as the flow of the sales presentations throughout the whole program or, mm-hmm. or the event, excuse me?
1: Yeah. Um, at that point I would bring in one of my sales consultants who yeah. that's what they do is they help you craft the offer from you standing on stage and making that sale. Uh, that's all they do. Now I can watch you do it and I can go ahead and um, say, okay, tweak this, adjust this. You need to have something else here. You need to have a part of your story, but it's not my genius zone. I've seen a lot of really good ones and not so good ones. <laughs> that I have like a really good idea of what's working and what's not, but I would refer you to somebody that that's their specialty.
0: Awesome. See, and that's good. I like those sort of answers. Cause it's not, I don't know. We don't do that. Right. Um, yeah,
1: I'm very clear what we do. <laughs> and you know, we rock out events with as much grace and ease as possible, but we don't do everything. Like I don't do graphics.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes do I don't that, do right?
1: your funnels to, you know, I can give you examples of what other people do, but I'm not gonna write your funnels.
0: Right. And I'm just gonna sneak this in here. If you are interested in doing that, go to events. What is it? Events are powerful, but it's the letter R, not the word R. So make sure you go check that out. And oh, the, we'll letter wor- about-
1: the letter, the letter, word R, correct.
0: The word R is the letter cr- R, correct?
1: Nope. Spelling it all out. Events oh, R. A. There we R- go. P- See, I'm messing up. Dot com.
0: <laughs> There you go events are powerful. Um, And I'm going to be talking about that here in a minute anyways, but coming back, I want to kind of give you a scenario here. um, I I want to make sure that people can kind of grasp this. I want to give you a situation to kind of see what your answer would be to it. I'm totally like putting you on the spot here, but uh, I'm going to give you one of our, one of our clients situation, Mm -hmm. right? So he has a very successful business in the insurance space, right? He has multiple firms, but he's kind of stepping out of that and wanting to start something new. And we've been running his podcasts. He's getting 20, 30,000 listens a month. You know, he's starting to build an actual audience. He's got the funding. He's got a message to share. He's actually a very good presenter. What type of event would you have him run at first? And then what would he sell?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the intention? Is he intention looking for-, for lead gen? Is he looking to increase his email list? Is he looking he- for what is he looking for?
0: Yeah. His, his core, his core business right now is he's wanting to build a whole product around helping agents become more successful as like insurance agents. Right. Mm-hmm. And that'd, that'd be where he's trying to go to, right. His end goal is to attract more agents. I don't know if it's going to be just agents for him. I, that's, that's a good question, but mm-hmm. I know he wants to build a whole program around it. I'm just kind of curious.
1: Does he have a program already created?
0: Not yet. Nope.
1: Okay. So he needs proof of concept that that's actually going to sell. Okay. Okay. So actually in a sense, he's going back to the first phase of event leverage. He needs to validate. He needs to make sure that there are clients that are interested in that offer. And he needs to get eight to 10 full paying clients, get them crazy, awesome results, tweak and adjust that offer, and then go get more visibility, right? And move into phase two and then three, four, and five.
0: Yeah. What do you mind me asking what three, four, and five are?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Phase two is visibility. So you're going to increase your visibility. You're using podcasts, you're using um, guests on other people's stages, you're doing Facebook lives and clubhouse rooms, you're sponsoring events, to the point where you're making $5,000 a month consistently from that offer, right?
0: Right, So essentially,
1: he's making a new vertical in his business. And that vertical is brand new. So he needs to make sure that it's got proof of concept and people are buying it. They're getting results out of it and he can leverage it. So then he's moving to phase three, which is the grow phase. And you're going to increase your visibility by being on more stages, as well as looking to create your own stage, like hosting a masterclass or doing a webinar or a summit, um, you're also going to look at larger sponsorships. So he could go to the Association of Insurance People. I'm sure that's a very technical term.
0: Uh, <laughs> Probably what it is in that space. Let's right be honest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and make the offer to you know come and join him for learning more about that program to the point where you're now reaching ten thousand dollars a month consistently in that offer to move into phase four, which is scale. And now you're looking to have that one-on-one model convert to a one-to-many. And you can do a one-day enrollment event, a retreat, a workshop. You've got a team that's supporting that program and the people in that program. You're generating more leads to fill that event and that program. Also to think about the reason we do it step-by-step like that is you need to have the testimonials. You need to know what's working. You need to know what is happening with your audience. I think I've heard you on one of your podcasts going, people would come back to you and go, why is this not in the program? And you're like, that's a great idea. I'm now adding it to my program. <laughs> next,
0: next video. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. So you beta tested it. You got proof of concept in the beginning to know what's working, what's not working, what they want. And then right. we just work towards scaling and leveraging it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. See, and, and why I love, I kind of wanted to throw that scenario out there, because I was curious if you'd say, Well, he's already got the money. He's got some influence. Let's start at phase five. And I'm glad you went the other way and said, let's start him at phase one. I was curious how you'd take it. So good job, Shay. (laughs) Thank you. We put you on the coals and said, hey, figure it out. (laughs) I don't often do that because it makes people uncomfortable, but it's genuine curiosity. So we do need to wrap up the interview here, Shay. I'm having a good time and I sell like 25 questions, but we'll have you back on at some point and ask those questions, (laughs) especially when I'm ready to launch an event sometime in the next few months. Uh So. So real quick, yeah. Go ahead.
1: anybody looking to run a, like a three-day event, I like to have three months of planning time. Perfect. Okay. So the reason being is we go through probably 17 different calls leading into the event, whether it's a virtual event or it's an in-person event right, and right. it's going through what is the vision? What is the enrollment strategy? What is the marketing? How, what is the budget?
0: <laughs> right. right. And yeah, actually yeah.
1: going, this is what you think the budget is. And this is what it's turning out to be. You know, what do we need to tweak and adjust based on your expectations are here? So on and so forth. What is the AV and tech? What is the run a show? What like all of those details take some time, energy and effort. So I want to make sure that your audience has enough runway to not only fill the room, which is what they're supposed to focus on and me do the production side and pull information out of you so I can lead your team.
0: Yeah. Brilliant. I love it. Well, and um, I hope people will think about it too. I mean, it takes a year to plan an event in my opinion, but I'll just plan (laughs) it, but sell tickets to it. But uh, yeah, I love that. So I do want to just say if you do are interested in in working with Shay and what they're doing over there and launching an event, make sure you go again to its events are powerful and that is A-R-E spelled out. I now know that. Make sure you guys go check that out. And then Shay, I want to ask you just one final question just to kind of wrap this up. So, what's the number one thing that you've seen hold people back from starting events and how have you helped them overcome it?
1: Mm -hmm. So I've seen a couple of different things that are holding them back. One is the overwhelm, right? You know, as I was just saying, there's 17 different calls that we take you through in order to get through all the logistics and all of the tasks. And it can be very, very overwhelming and the reason we wait until phase 4 or phase 5 of event leverage is because by then you have team and you have income and you're at the point where you get to be in your genius zone and i want to keep you there as long as possible so really what it is is like you bring me on as a part of your team right my team and i come in and go okay this is what this looks like so you can just show up and go oh yeah, I like this. I'm not sure about this. This is my thought on this piece versus you having to project manage what's supposed to happen. You get to stay in your zone of genius. And what I see when people are wanting to do their own events is they're like, well, I can do that. I can lead the team and I can do these meetings and I can do this piece, but then you're all over the place and you're not actually supporting the audience. That is your main objective. Only you can do that. Only you can bring them in and show them what it is that they need to do in order to be powerful, profitable human beings in whatever niche it is that you serve.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it's funny is that, Everybody thinks that they're capable of doing every step, and it's not about capabilities; it's about maximizing on on abilities. So I I love that response. Well, you know Shay, I do appreciate you coming on today and sharing you know all this wisdom about growing events. And I, I would hope everybody goes one more time, She's going to put out their eventsarepowerful.com. dot Make sure you go check that out. Set up a time to meet with Shay. Get an event in your business. I know I will. So hopefully you're all doing fantastic today, and I'm excited to right. see you all on the next episode. Thanks, Shay.
1: Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan podcast. If you've learned anything from this or any other episode, make sure you rate it and share it with another entrepreneur who could help. Thanks again, and I'll catch you on the flip side.